thank you guys for for sticking around for another episode. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff going on as usual. Uh, I know we told you guys last episode that we would do an Ant Man review, and we definitely will do that. But bigger than even that, which was kind of a big deal. Um, I want to say just just a quick shout out to Steve Dicko, man. I was pretty sad to have seen that happen. It was, and um, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to sound too bogus. I wasn't even aware that he was uh, still alive. Right. When I found out, I <laughs> when I found out, I actually did some research because I was like, "Where, where has he been at?" And I guess he's done some um, some independent stuff, but he's kind of. It sounds like he's been a little bit reclusive. Um, and and for those of you who don't know, Steve Ditko, he was the uh, co-creator of Spider-Man. He's also created some notable. Uh, Marvel characters like Doctor Strange. He's also worked with DC. Um, one of the characters I found out he worked with or kind of revamped was The Question, who I didn't really get into until Justice League Unlimited. So that was pretty cool to, to find out. But yeah, like JB said, it was kind of uh, kind of s- alarming, but also kind of sad to, to hear because this is somebody who's had such a huge impact on uh, comic books. And I think he's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's purposely done so, but he seems like he's just, his career has been not downplayed, but kind of in the back burner compared to Stan Lee and some of the, uh, Chris Claremont and some of the other more famous uh, artists and writers. I mean, I think the deal with Ditko is he was the, like the creative genius and he would create just kind of out of nothing these characters, but Stan Lee was definitely the voice. And, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they were a good team. But I think that would just naturally lead to to Stan being more um, just more out in front. And that I mean, I don't know either one of these men, but it, it just from what I've seen of Stan, it just that kind of seems more his his speed anyway. Yeah, um, I actually had the uh, privilege, I guess you can call it, to meet him at um, a convention once. It was it was really brief because it was a ton of people in line and. Um, but you know, I did get to say a few words to Stan Lee, and you know, he said thank you. And yeah, well, he was it was really cool because you get to see your childhood hero and um, in person. So it was me and the person in front of the line of us. We kind of were like geeked out about it. But um, yeah, but Steve Ditko, I, I think what you said probably sums it up really well. What's What's crazy about um, Steve Ditko, like we. And, and for those who are even in the know, you you tend to think, you know, about Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, which were the 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 big, you know, the big uh, characters. But he really did kind of help flesh out um, these worlds because there's a ton of just other characters that don't really mean much if, on their own. But, you know, your favorite heroes don't really work out without them. Like, for instance, yeah, uh, Harry and Norman Osborn. You know what I mean? Doc Ock or Mysterio, uh, even Aunt May. Like, these are all Ditko characters. And Spider-Man I, I didn't is... Know that. Dude, yeah, he was he was the man. Um, and that's what kind of makes your heroes or your favorite heroes your favorite heroes. Because they're able to do uh, all of these other things. And these, these people are a big part of the, the space that they occupy. 
really they wouldn't have nothing to do without him to be honest and and it's, it's it kind of makes me think about what we said about Dicko versus Stan Lee like you know Spider-Man is your Stan Lee he's the front and center but without I may being a support or you know without the conflict that he had to not had to have but the conflict that he had with the Osborns just as an example it 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 doesn't really work no I agree like I can't think of Spider-Man without those characters and and it's like legit all of them like (laughs) really all the major characters that you think of in 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 Peter's life you probably gotta thank Steve Ditko for that yeah huh yeah I would say you know to to the listeners man if you if you're not up on them just do you don't even have to do a ton of research. You can you can find the stuff, but do some research and you'll you'll be pretty amazed at some of the stuff that um that Dicko was responsible for. Yeah. And when that's and when I was looking up to see kind of what he's he's been doing cuz um I thought he kind of retired in the 80s, mm-hmm. but I guess he officially retired from mainstream like in the 90s. Right. Um but I was kind of like looking up to see what he had been doing, what, what he was involved in. And it, it's sad. And I don't know how true this is. Um, but I guess some rumors were saying that he didn't get royalties from like the Spider-Man movies. Um, he didn't get royalties from Doctor Strange. But then again, some people have, or, you know, because he, he, there aren't a lot of interviews out there with no, him. Um, no. He, and if there are, he didn't talk about these things. Right. Not in what I could find. Um so hopefully, you know, he, he was treated treated right, because like you said, without his work or his um, creativity, some of these characters wouldn't be as big as they are today. So hopefully um, he was treated right, and hopefully uh, he he is remembered that's, for his input. That's the big thing, you know, is, is remembering and just give the man his just due, um, yeah. stand as a figurehead, but... He stands on the shoulders of a lot of talented people. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Kirby, for instance. Yes. And we could we could spend another whole episode just talking about his contributions to, you know, the big two and how you kind of went back and forth. But it's it's huge. Like your favorite Marvel movies are Jack Kirby creations, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, Thor Ragnarok. Like that's all that weird cosmic stuff. That's all Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah he he i'm trying to think of some other um writers and artists that i appreciate but the one that just jumps out of mind is chris claremont yeah. but well, you're, ex, um, you're ex guy that <laughs> i am i am i'm 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 an x-men fan through and through um at least <laughs> at least to the early 2000s um i'm still trying to get caught up i think i'm i think um last last i opened up a, a graphic novel and and don't send me any hate mail, guys. Um, last time I, I read, I think I, it was the pre-Hope uh, Summers storyline. Like they were just she was still a baby. The, yeah, like she wasn't even born oh. yet. So it was kind of like it, it was the. Um, I mean, I, I kind of I know what's going on in the comics. I just haven't read anything uh, current or past that period. Like. Like not in order, but just readily. Like I, I know some of the storylines of what have happened and things like that. But I mean, we can talk about my my. 
I don't know. I don't want to say disinterest because I'm still interested in in the storyline, but just kind of my. I don't well, know. Kind of disconnected, and it is. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Uh, I mean, we we could do a whole episode on how <laughs> can you keep up your collection and what all that entails and <laughs> the, the the work you got to put in and a buddy you got to put in to, to kind of do that. Yeah. You're speaking from personal experience, though, because I've seen yours and you have uh, boxes upon boxes upon boxes and bags upon bags. I mean, so, I could uh, probably buy a house if I sold all that stuff off. Oh, it's probably like your retirement, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's actually, you know what? That's a good idea. I think that's I think that's where I'm going to take it. Hey, man, get you uh get a, what's that vacuum sealer thing that they have and start sealing them up and. Yeah, man. You know. You never know. Yeah, JB has has a ton of comics. Um, he could he could probably open up his own comic store uh, tomorrow if he wanted to, which is which is pretty. Awesome. I wish we were exaggerating. Yeah, we're not not at all. <laughs> not at all. If you've if you if you've ever walked into someone's basement and seen a uh, black contractor garbage bag full of comic books. And uh, that's 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 just the ones that are just reading dumps, I guess. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the the ones that aren't necessarily uh, of of as much value as the other ones, but still a dope read. Yeah. So, and it's sheer laziness on my part, just not. It's hard. I'm like I said, that could be an episode bags and boards and all yeah. that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do that, like planning the future, kind of a. Uh, talk about comics and i tell you what we can do we stand and things like that we'll have a live we'll have a live episode y'all can help me box this stuff up <laughs> there you go uh, raffle not, it off not just <laughs> <laughs> you could maybe we can do that like if we uh if we get listeners and maybe have like a raffle and, and send a couple to some people or something i don't know maybe pick like a random review or five of them and send them something to say thank you i'm done with that maybe i can maybe i can find something in the old vault that might be of interest to the listeners that i I could potentially part ways with no promises people but i'll think about it yeah so you know what we've kind of um talked about you mentioned me being an x-men fan um do you want to segue into kind of uh what's been in the news recently absolutely as far as uh, Fox um, and the Marvel acquisition, I don't. I I read somewhere that one of the stockholders is is suing or he's raising objections about the merger. But even um, outside of the business side of that, the movies. Um, uh, I I read Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix has been pushed back. I've heard they're doing reshoots, and I also heard that New Mutants was push, pushed back. Do you think that there's a Something going on with Fox that we're not aware of. Maybe some sort of problem behind the scenes. I think those two things are separate. Um, I think the the pushback for um, both Dark Phoenix and New Mutants were not are not really related to the Disney Fox thing um, because those things actually happened before they got really um, really forward moving with the uh the disney fox merger like those movies got pushed back just to put it in 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 sequence for for everybody those things started to happen even before comcast was involved in the disney fox deal 
So this was, you know, several months ago. Uh, what I heard about um, with Dark Phoenix that they had some test screenings and people hated them. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's the, at least that's the rumor for um, why the reshoots are happening. I don't sweat that so much anymore um, just because I've come to find out, and I guess we we may have always known this, but most films have reshoots, and especially yeah, something they, of, yeah, of, they do. of that scale, um, you kind of have to do it, I think. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think thoughts, that... Right? Um, Reshoots have become a dirty word because of Justice League. I hate to harp on that dumpster fire again, but <laughs> two episodes in right. a row. <laughs> I think um, that really leaves a bad taste in people's mouth, though, because you hear reshoots, you get that kind of result. And we think that, you know, every time that that happens, that's what we end up with. Yeah, that was. Um, was New Mutants, was that? pushback or yeah i think that was pushback pushback i I didn't hear about are they doing reshoots on that one too or i think or is it all just dark phoenix like pretty much redoing that whole movie that's what it sounded like yeah because i know when they first kind of teased it it was kind of had like a horror movie film feel to it and that didn't make sense to me like i was like what i mean i can kind of see it but at the same time like that's that's not your audience for for x-men um, I think that's the point, though. I think they were trying to do something different. Hmm. Maybe. And um, it does. It, it kind of makes sense, though, because the, the story they were adopting for that was a demon bear story, which is absolutely a horror movie. Like if you. Oh, yeah. OK, I didn't know which storyline they were going to um, they were going to try to work into the yep. film. That, so that yeah, that does have the horror aspect to it. And I think. Again, you know, indecisiveness, similar to the unnamed movie. I'm not going to bring that up again. <laughs> but um, they they were well, like, this one, this- oh, we just want to have some horror elements. No, we want to have a straight horror movie. Oh, we did that, and people didn't like that either. So now we're going to more of a, a YA kind of a thing. I don't think they know what they want to do with New Mutants. Gotcha. What I'm hoping, I mean, what I'm hoping for that, honestly, is they go ahead and scrap it all together as far as a theatrical release like do whatever it is you're going to do with it the x timeline is so convoluted anyway just just right. hold it finish the finish the movie and then release it on a streaming service they could do that um that i mean that that's for my money because i don't i don't quite know where it goes and with, you know, the inevitable move of the, the Fox characters over to Marvel, where do the new mutants fit in anyway? Yeah, pretty much. And sorry. No, no, I'm I'm rambling. Do you think? No, I was just saying with with X-Men, like you said, where does it fit in? And that's kind of how I feel with with Dark Phoenix, too, because, you know, you, we mentioned it last time on, on the last episode, like the gifted um, mm-hmm. um, Legion. I don't know where these shows fit fit in on the timeline, and that's that for me. Um, it it makes it hard for me to kind of get into the show because I'm just I'm watching this and I'm like I don't know I don't know where this goes like I'm you know like they're 
just trying to understand the, the story as a whole. Right. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um. I, like Logan, loved the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Um. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I was walking out of Logan, and I'm like, okay, well, this kind of, this kind of a, uh, you know. Yeah, it negates or uh, right Deadpool. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know this movie takes place like what five years after Deadpool theoretically, so it's like the world went to pot in five years, which hey can happen. I understand, like, but at the same time, it's like some of the stuff that they're talking like no new mutants have been born, and I'm like, well, if this is the same universe as Deadpool, that doesn't doesn't fit. Doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But I don't think. I mean, did they say it was that close to it? Because I always picture the gifted as being like way in the future. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about. Uh, I guess that is confusing. I'm talking about Logan. I um, mean, I'm sorry. Logan is what I meant. No, Logan took place in like twenty. It was supposed to take place in like twenty twenty eight or something like okay. that. Okay. And I think Deadpool took place in twenty twenty one. I could be wrong. Okay. Though. Um, should I check this? I don't want to. I don't want to. About uh, the trunk productions. <laughs> we ain't got it. We we don't have time to fact check. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, I'm like, do, do we want to fact check? Do I want to take a, a cue from Rappaport's playbook and be like, look, we don't fact check. Nah, you nah. Know, we just, we just keep it rolling. You just right? gotta say it with conviction. That means it's true. That's that's law. So hey, Fox people, <laughs> retcon it. Um, yeah. So I think that's the disconnect with me there. Like I, I am interested to see the Dark Phoenix saga on screen done correctly, uh, but at the same time, um. Seeing how Apocalypse was handled, I am kind of worried about Dark Phoenix. So if they are doing reshoots, which, um, you know, even Infinity War had reshoots, and that was great. So I'm not worried. The reshoot aspect doesn't worry me. What kind of worries me is them pushing the film back. Because um, it was supposed to come out in, like, November? Yeah. Or something, maybe towards the end of this year. And now they're pushing it to, like, Q1 of 2019, yep. which isn't that big of a push but well if it's if it hits the landing spot that i remember the last that they talked about it was sometime in um in february that's probably not where you want to land no because infinity war 2 comes out what april i'm not exactly sure but i know uh captain marvel is in february Mm. they don't want no smoke with with carol danvers at all so I think uh, Not they all. should probably rethink that altogether. And if if this merger does go through, all of that is going to have to be worked out anyway, because that's all Mickey money. And there's mm-hmm. I mean, he's they're going to figure out a way to capitalize on all of that without, you know, uh, cutting their own pockets off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if that was, if it does go through, um, which it should go through before then, um They'll probably do like uh, like uh, Infinity War did with Solo, where they pushed it. They pushed it up actually, right. so that Infinity War would have you know a couple weeks by itself, <laughs> what they thought might be competition, and then they would release Solo you know a month and a half later or something like that, um, or maybe a month later. Uh, so to keep give them each breathing room. So if the deal does go through, I wouldn't be surprised to see dark phoenix phoenix push back up maybe um but but i don't know to be honest with you like i i had goodwill with um first class 
and uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, yeah, that that totally like got me reinvested in X Men on the big screen. Um, enjoyed both those movies, and they kind of like <laughs> pissed it away with Apocalypse. Um, and it was it, they had they had the potential for it to be just really good, and that Brian Singer just dropped the ball on it. Yeah, he did. Um, or whoever the writer was, I can't really blame the director because it looked good. Like the the, yeah. the film itself was shot really well. It's just the the script was bad. Definitely. Man, yeah, it wasn't. I don't want to. I don't want to rip the film to shreds. I feel like I'm doing that now. Every time we talk about something, I talk about how bad it is. I promise. <laughs> I promise, fans. I do like some things. Name one movie. Name one now. What do you like? What movie do you like? Infinity War. <laughs> That's a cop out. No, I'm kidding. Um, now I feel you. But I mean, at the same time, it's like it's not like we're we're hating on movies that are, you know, beloved. We're, nah. we're talking about X Men Apocalypse, which wasn't that good, and uh, and, and uh, ah, what's that movie called? Not Suicide Squad. The other one. I don't um, know it. I don't know it. Uh, I don't know the name of it. The the the, the people. I'm not familiar. Um, um, Justice League. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think it's fair for us to to kind of use those as the examples of like, hey, this is what we don't want to see. Not that our opinions matter much overall, but I think most fans would appreciate not to see those mistakes happen again. I think that's where all of if you want to call it negativity comes from with me, I just, I want, I want them to be good. I want the movies to be dope. Like, cause the stories, yeah. the source material that it's coming from, for the most part, is very all good. very good. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, yeah. Last thing I'll say about Dark Phoenix, what I'm most afraid of with this is you have a first time director and he's actually responsible for some serious trash <laughs> from the X universe. Um, he actually was the writer, or I guess technically he had a co-writer, but he wrote X-Men The Last Stand. Ew. Right. <laughs> right. How do you get... Wait, how do you... How do you get... How do you get the only thing that was right about that movie was uh, Kelsey Grammer. Um, that was it. That was inspired casting. Have, how, how do you even get a job with, yeah. with that on your resume? Like, you're, like, yeah. I mean, he's had some other movies that were actually decent. Like, because he was also involved with uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, also. And um, okay, I feel like he was with First Class. I think he was a producer on that one too. But you know what? You know, I just thought about that. I think um, the guy who directed. Uh, Rush Hour. I think he originally was supposed to direct uh, The Last Stand, and then he got fired or he left or something like that. Okay. And I think he stepped in to kind of like finish, or I think there was an issue with that. Like, like we already addressed, we're not going to fact check it. So right. we may address it in the next next episode, but you know, to keep it moving, we'll we'll talk about it later, um, and and see what happens. But I think that's kind of what happened with that one. So it may be kind of unfair. To put all that garbage on his shoulders, but uh, he wrote the words. Yeah, I was gonna say at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, he's he had a big impact on it. So yeah, 
But, I mean, Fox likes something about him because he's been very much involved in, in that universe, at least the the newer part of it. I don't know how far it back it went. I'm sure I could look that up, but I'm not going to. I'm not fact-checking that. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny is I remember, too, when I was saw the um, little blurb about Dark Phoenix is that the actress who plays uh, Jean Grey, like, she, st- and I don't know if this is just her, you know, saying this for not wanting to get in any, you know, contra- in any uh, trouble with the, the production company and all that other stuff. She was saying that she doesn't really know what's happening with the reshoots and basically that they're just kind of like telling her where to be at and when to be there. So, you know, we'll see as, as more trickles out. But I don't think that's yeah, uncommon, that, though. Well, that's something that uh, Marvel Studios has been doing also, especially that's, with... That's because they have uh, Tom Holland in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, right. Oh my god. What's the guy who plays Thor? Um Chris Hemsworth. Not Thor, I'm sorry, uh Hulk. Uh, oh, um Mark Ruffalo. I was say Eric Yeah, I was gonna say Eric Bannable, you know, he hasn't been the Hulk oh, for god. years, thankfully. <laughs> um yeah, even like they don't get full movie scripts anymore because they can't not spill secrets. Right. So right. <laughs> Um so I get it, but that's the one thing that worries me, but um, one hopeful thing for me, one thing I would love in the future is for the people at Marvel Studios to get their hands on the X-Men property. Um, even if that means a reshoot, I'm all for it. Or not reshoot, but, uh, oh my goodness, what is it called when they redo things? Not relaunch. Or reboot. Reboot. Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, so. No doubt. Well, I'm, yeah, so. it's interesting that you, you say that because I, I, kind of want to use that to segue into our review about Ant-Man. There was part of it that speaks to me, and I I just want to know what your opinion is on this. Um, I'd like to say, before we go any further with this, um, there is a huge spoiler alert. If you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, you probably don't want to listen to what I'm going to say for the next couple of minutes. You have been warned. Right. So at this point, skip ahead 10 minutes or so. Um, don't turn us off. Just keep listening. Just skip ahead. There you go. We got some more interesting stuff to say that is not going to be spoiler. So um, there was something that Janet said. in when she was coming, um, when she had come out of, when she had come out of the uh, quantum realm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something about like adaptation was part of what had yeah. happened to her, and evolution was the rest. Uh, yeah, like part of her survival. Yes. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, well, then what is the next step in evolution in this world? Is that not uh, an Easter egg or a potential leading place for? Uh, the X gene or some sort of mutation to have taken place. Huh? So you're thinking like a backdoor pilot, not backdoor pilot, but kind of like a alluding to their Marvel. They're planting the seed so that if, um, when the deal goes through, they can be like, boom, mutants. Yes. Is that what you're, that's what I think. I'm well, I'm wondering if that's the case. Because it's certainly a way to do it. There's any number of ways to to make these introductions, and I, 
I that just stood out to me when I was watching the movie. Like, is this is this a seed being planted for something later? I didn't I didn't even I picked up on that. I didn't think anything of it though. More than um I didn't add anything any deep thought to it, I guess. Um than what she was just saying that she came back different and all those other things. I didn't pick up on that, but now that you mention it, I think that's super plausible and I think that's actually a good line of thought in a good way because it could be nothing, you know, it could be a line or it could be something that turns into something larger, like the uh the Tesseract becoming a an infinity gem infinity gem. Right. Um and you know, you mentioned earlier you when you first saw it you thought it was a cosmic cube. So it could be planting a seed where it could be this or it could be that. Exactly. Um, I mean, because they're if they're gonna it, just tag, tag you know mutant kind onto um, an existing society, where have they been this whole time? And right. So I don't know. I I don't know if they are going to say that they've been here the whole time. It might be some inciting event that leads to this, you know, mutation. Right. Well, I think. Um, adding mutants to the MCU it will be you will have to explain it because there have been 10 years worth of movies and they haven't really mentioned it not even in news you know background noise or anything like that Um, but I I do think it'd be interesting to see how they do it but at the same time like a group like the X-Men they operate in secret right so that would be I'd be okay with less of an explanation of having the X-Men show up. But the thing without kind of a go ahead. My bad. The thing about that though is that that only works for the X-Men because of, you know, for the most part they all look human. What about mm-hmm. those mutants who do not? And they don't have the access to the type of resources that Xavier has. It's like true, somebody's going to notice so, a dude yeah, like like yeah, Toad. Gonna, I was about to say Toad. I was like, yeah. You're gonna notice Toad uh, or Callisto. Yeah. Well, Callisto, she would. She's a. She's a mutant. Yeah. No, no, I, she is. I was just thinking, but she's my Morlock, uh, so she wouldn't really be among the people. But I mean, I guess too in New York, you would have. You know, you would have the rumors of the sewer people. Some exactly. There, there had to be. There would have to be some sort of explanation. I would say. Yeah, um, I think we 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 did too deep of a dive than I intended to with that because we were supposed to be talking about Ant Man. <laughs> that's true, and that's what happens when you think deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know what you guys think if you've seen it um, about that part. You know, what your what your theories are if you if you picked up on it or now that you're thinking back on it or whatever. Let us know what you think. Feel free to just um, say JB's right too. That that works for me. Yeah, he loves it when people say that, um, but. Uh, don't don't appease him. So no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so what, overall, what did you think of Ant Man? I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a it was a movie that had a lot of heart. I I thought it was funny, um, and I think it was the right movie at the right time. Like Infinity yeah. War was so heavy, I was. so heavy. Even without the ending, just everything leading up to to that was. A lot. Even even Black Panther, it was a lot to that. You know, both of those movies were really, really huge and had all these implications. Um, 
for for their universe, not to mention, you know, real life stuff as as it relates to Black Panther. So it was nice to be able to have um just have fun at the movie. Yeah. That yeah, was, that I, was. I I know some people, know have, some people um, have um okay, so overall I I loved it. Um I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the first one, one. love this one. Um and it was and nice it was to go nice to, to go to a Marvel movie where the world really wasn't really on stake. stake because this one it there wasn't really a central bad guy. No, um, like Walton Goggins, who who I love, I loved him in Justified and on The Shield, and he's in Tomb Raider. He he's a really good actor to yeah. me, um, and I enjoy seeing him. He he was a bad guy. But he never really did anything terrible on screen. Like at the end, he confessed to some stuff. Right. But on the screen, you're, you're watching. He's he's kind of like, he's a thief, but he's um, you know, he's not the worst. And then even Ghost, you know, she did some bad things for Shield, but in, in the movie, she really, you didn't see her kill anyone. You saw her threatened, right? Um, hurt an innocent, but you never saw her do it. So she wasn't really that a bad guy these people that they just had things that they wanted to do um one for money one for her out of self-preservation and and to get out of live a life without pain um but overall it wasn't like a a bad guy which was kind of nice to see um but i i i enjoyed it i thought the acting was good story was good yeah um and it was nice to go into a movie and kind of forget about what happened in infinity war because when you, you tune in and i think we talked about this you know months ago when we were in the planning stages for this podcast we were like you know ant-man and the wasp comes out after infinity war but where does it fit in the timeline we're like oh we don't know right um now you, you kind of you know, know and um, <laughs> you definitely know yeah, now you, you do um so spoiler alert you want to skip ahead go ahead but Spoiler alert, this happens, this storyline takes place before Infinity War. So. I think it's concurrent it was, to Infinity War. It, it does, it, I think it is. Um, it is concurrent. Mm, it has to be. I would say it's before because you don't know. So, okay, if you guys um, haven't seen it yet and you care about spoilers, skip ahead. But if not, keep listening, do your thing. Um, that final end scene or the the first post credit right. scene, we don't really know at what state, what place that takes or what um, point in time that that scene takes place. So, well, it had. To, uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm just thinking that it happened directly after the events of the film, but we don't know when that happened. You are absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been you know a day. It could have been months. So. The, the main storyline, I'll say, for the most part, is prior to Infinity War. Right. And then there's there's two post-credit scenes. Um, it's only one as far as I'm concerned. You know what? The, the second one um, <laughs> with the ant playing the drums. Yeah. That I feel like they needed that because you need to chuckle. Because you've laughed throughout the movie. You've enjoyed the entire movie. And then you're like, at the end of it, you're kind of like crap like this again. yeah like i get it it was a way to palate cleanse too yeah you know so i just always found those ants to be creepy that's why i didn't like it oh the big ones <laughs> yeah it it, it 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 can be it reminds me of honey i Sw- uh shrunk that's the kids exactly what it reminds me of <laughs> and i always thought that was creepy yeah didn't one of them die in that movie yeah. like he got killed he got or killed something. by a mantis 
Ah, right, 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 right. yeah. I blocked that from my childhood for, for a reason. I don't want to talk about that. Movie. One thing that I really, really, really did enjoy about the film, though, is um, it was the women. Like, the women were, were killing it all across yeah. the board. Yeah. Between Ghost and, and uh, Hope, and then Janet had mm-hmm. her moment. Like, it was really about them. Every time Scott got involved in something, he was getting beat up. Every time. Yeah. One thing I think I enjoyed, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Hope, not only did she have her hair in a ponytail, but she also did not have high heels on her on her costume, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't believe not, she did. Not gonna, and there were no, like, unnecessary that, but. butt shots. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I understand what I you're mean, saying. I mean, no beef. None. <laughs> None whatsoever, but I also understand that um, if I am, if I was a woman, that has that has got to be bothersome. Like, and I, yeah, not no. to, and you know, I said that not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm sorry, I I meant gratuitously. Um, oh, don't get it twisted. I mean, even if it is if it is completely out of place and unnecessary, I'm gonna be honest. It is. It was designed. Let me shut up. <laughs> yeah, don't put don't put your foot in your pretty mouth. Pretty much, no. pretty much. Um, but you guys, you, you all understand where I'm going with that. I don't, I don't agree with the idea of objectifying women for the for the sake of it. But um, it is made to appease someone of my tastes, and I would be lying if yeah. I said that I did not enjoy what they were trying to do, even if I can recognize. Um, why it shouldn't be the, that way, and I think right, it, right. and I do appreciate that it was, it didn't, it didn't play out in that way. Like none of the women were helpless in any way. Even Janet, right, being trapped in a quantum realm, she wasn't helpless. Right for thirty for thirty years, right. and and still sane, and then she saved the day. Yeah, she pretty much saved herself in helping. Yeah, and helping them locate her and everything. Um, but yeah, I don't. Like you know, the the costume for the wasp, you know, I really liked it. Yeah, um, and I like too the like I said, no high heels on her outfit that I can think mm-hmm. of. No, like it was it was functional, and it was um, you, dude, she was she was she was a beast. Um, like I kind of wish that she was in Captain America. Um, Civil War, just to kind of see how they work that into um, her fighting style. But uh, they would have pitted her against Black Widow, which I think would have been whack. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like that's exactly what they would have done if they, if you had two women, that's what would have happened. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe, yeah, you're probably right. You are probably Unless right. for some reason she and Scott ended up on opposite sides, but otherwise, no, I, no, I think she would have rolled. With I Scott. think so too. Right. Otherwise, it would have been it would have definitely been her versus Widow. Interesting. I mean, look at what happened in um, was it Civil War? It was Civil War with um, with uh, T'Challa's bodyguards. I can't remember if it was Okoye or not. I'm trying to think. Was that Civil War or was that... I'm sorry. 
not Civil War. No, it was Civil War. It was Civil War. That was his uh, introduction. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Okoye or not. I'd have to go back and watch and see if it was the the, the same actress. But even that, you know, between she and and Black Widow, like, that's just how it was going to go. I don't even remember that scene, to be honest with you. How do you not? (laughs) I had, like, one of the best one-liners of the movie. (laughs) Move. I or you will be moved. <laughs> I don't remember. That. And he was like, as, as entertaining as that would be, and he kind of told her to stand down. Black Widow was going to get buked in front of the limo, though. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm, I'm, when we're done, I'm going to have to like pull it up and, and watch that yeah, scene. Because I remember... Go ahead. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I'm sorry. Nah, that, was, that was a dope scene. I do... I, I really like to... Um, that ghost didn't die, didn't get arrested. So she's out there somewhere. I do too. So we're yeah. going to see her again. Yeah. In my mind, she's going to be a thunderbolt. Like I'm thinking in my, in my head how they could make that work. But they don't. I don't think Marvel has enough villains currently to make it work or, or anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. But there might be a way to pull that off, and I think the Thunderbolts would be a dope addition to the universe. Yes, because I mean, you have you do have some people who would be pretty pretty phenomenal in it. I mean, Bucky is like healed, so that's not going to work. But he would be dope. Like Winter Soldier would be a dope Thunderbolt. But you got Ghost, you got Zemo. You still have um, Justin Hammer. Mm-hmm. You still got um, the Abomination is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's probably in prison but somewhere. That, but, but that's where they yeah. would be getting plucked from. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff to be done. If they if they didn't kill off Killmonger, he would be he would be the one I, to leave. I feel like if they bring people back, they got to bring him back. Um, yes. He, that was a mistake. He, he was a complex, he's a complex villain and they killed him off too soon. Um, yeah. So I went, we're kind of deviating from Ant-Man a lot, but I mean, that's because it plays into the bigger universe of things to come and, and what could be. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, because Ant-Man, they had the, uh, even the first movie didn't really have a big villain. Um, and I'm trying to think what, I don't see, I don't even know what's like in the next phase. That's, that's what makes it the difficult to even try to speculate on things that you might want to see. Because we have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, Galaxy of the Guardians Volume 2 gave us... Um, speculation that we're going to see we kind of have to see like Adam Warlock uh, right for Infinity War Part 2 not necessarily yeah I know not necessarily but we kind of he got to show up at some point though right um, because that's a big easter egg that they planted Um, so I I don't know the sky is the limit for the MCU they've done they played all their cards right um and they have so much material that they can use, like so much 
so many storylines. If you know, once this Marvel deal goes through, they the possibilities are endless. You know, they they absolutely. Hey, I got one that's gonna that's gonna mess you up. Because <laughs> I was just just thinking about this questions that I had. What if Captain Marvel got dusted in the snap? We're just assuming that, she comes that, to save the day. Exactly. That's what I. That's what I thought too. When he, you know, when, when uh, Fury is calling or paging her in that nineteen seventy nine esque pager <laughs> that he had, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> got the best the best technology in the world. And this dude has a one of those old uh, Bandai handheld games as a pager for <laughs> uh, for Captain Marvel. Right. Um, but that's what I'm thinking about too. Like, what if she did get dusted? Like, there's there's no way to really know. That would be so dope. I know they're not gonna do that, but that would be so dope if she got dusted. Like at the beginning of Infinity War two or whatever is gonna be called. Yeah. You see what happens with the call and she gets dusted and they have to figure something else out. Well, that's the thing with with and not to downplay Captain Marvel, but um Thanos has all he has all the infinity gems, so right. I mean, she's a she's a big player, but at the, at the end of the day, he has all of the Infinity Gems. I mean, so. if you just got the Reality Stone, even if you didn't have the other ones, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the Power Stone. I mean, yeah, but yeah, Reality Stone. You know, so it's like so she so her presence to me is not that big of a game changer. I know it, it gives them more weight on their side, but the, but it's it's not like she's gonna you know swoop in and backhand pimp slap Thanos a couple times and the universe is saved. Like yeah. they still got to get it done. But you know I trust the uh, the Russo brothers and Marvel very much, <laughs> way very more than Marvel. I trust Fox. <laughs> very much so. And uh, I know that they'll they'll address it correctly. So. Um, I know we've we've kind of like strayed from Ant Man a little bit, but do you recommend it? I'll, I <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah, I think I, I, I do temper too. your expectations if you are somebody who um, like only goes to the event movies, or you're looking for something similar to Infinity War, this greater than life story. This ain't that, Mm-mm. but it is a really good. But movie. The same, it is a really good movie, and it holds its own weight. Um, yes. It has its place, and it's yeah, and it's not even it's not even fluff or it's not even filler, um, because it regardless of what's happening in the main MCU, you do see progression between from the main characters, and it's also nice to see the fallout um, kind of addressed in the post Civil War world of the MCU, because that's not it's alluded to at the end of the movie, but it's not really you really don't see what's kind of happening. on the big screen because infinity war when it starts it starts right off you know it doesn't explain anything it's just kind of like hey we have this epic story to tell and we have two hours to tell it and that's what we're going to do um so it gives you kind of like some insight into that but it's a it's it's really good it's really enjoyable um and check it out if you're on the fence if you're an amc stubs member go on a tuesday night it's five dollars like you're not (laughs) there's no way well i guess you could like rent a movie at home for like a 99 cents or something from YouTube, but I hope they, five dollars they give me you a check. Not, <laughs> not yet, but hopefully we'll see. <laughs> we can see what yeah, happens. Know, right? Um, 
you know, it's, but now that's a free one, you know, it's, build some goodwill out there. I'm here for it. But, yeah, so, I mean, I know we talked about kind of like upcoming movies for the rest of the year, but are there any kind of, like, so kind of what I want to discuss briefly is um, this, uh, w- what they call superhero movie fatigue or superhero fatigue um kind of like in the wake of a uh, solo um struggling to become a box office uh juggernaut i guess um i, I saw some articles in there you know a couple people were saying uh people are tired of seeing superhero movies and people are kind of like they're tired of the sequels and they're tired of this and that and everything like that and they want moviegoers want to see something fresh and new do you do you think that's uh like a real thing or like what are your opinions on that as a as a movie goer? I don't think it's a real thing. I mean the numbers don't bear it out. If people were sick yeah. of seeing those things then they wouldn't go see them. You wouldn't have both Black Panther and Infinity War breaking all types of records or Ant-Man and the Wasp um although not like record breaking numbers um did better than the first. And it's mm-hmm. and still seems to be doing you know pretty well in theater. So it's, I don't think that that's a thing. Um, where that comes from, in my opinion, is people who are not really um, fans of that, that that you can't even call it a genre because there's genres within that. But people who just aren't really fans of um, the big blockbusters anyway, they would prefer, um, you know, your indie movies or you know a, a good war drama or rom-com or something like that now where where people may have a case is that these movies are eating up pretty much all the ticket sales yeah so i get that there's, there's not a lot of room to breathe for other films uh because there's always another superhero movie right around the corner and and they're eating up the box office so i can see that and you've had a lot of people um, you know, big names in Hollywood who've said pretty much as as much. Um, what was it? I think Jodie Foster had some some things to say, and James Cameron, and they sound like haters to me. Go out, go look out, look up their quotes. <laughs> I'll look them up after I mean, the, uh, in, when in we're done. In both of those cases, James Cameron was saying something about. Um, I know he's not a big fan of the superhero movie to begin right. with. Or the standard superhero movie that we've been seeing. But I'm like, N word, didn't you make the Terminator? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to hear that. He made Terminator, Terminator 2, but then he kind of walked away from the franchise. So I, I guess he can. Well, he walked away as a director, but he still had his name attached to it. He tried to sell yeah. us on. Yeah, um, as a producer. What was that? They were Genesis. all bad. Genesis. Genesis. Thank you. I didn't even see really that one. Trying to tell us how good Genesis was, and it was trash. And he knew it. I'm not. Yeah, well, not to brag on Cameron because he's a he's a good filmmaker, a great filmmaker. He's a hater. Um, Avatar, I don't I don't understand, and I'm not dissing. If you guys like it, that's your thing. Cool, do you? Um, I don't like Avatar. Was not that epic to me. Like I was just, it was good, but I was just like, meh. You know, at the end of the day, I was like, yeah. I, if I didn't see this, like. It's not, you know, it's not like that pop culture, like you have to see it to get pop culture or things like that with certain I movies. Think, this one, I think I Avatar came at the right time because it was really more about 
selling home theater systems <laughs> than being a great movie. I got this this three hundred million dollar commercial. It's gonna sell a bunch of Blu-rays and, and LED TVs. Pretty much. Because yeah. people saw it in theaters and it and it looked so gorgeous and they're like, Man, I wanna see this at home. So people were buying like that's when a three D movie craze was was huge and Avatar was yeah. a big part of that. And to be fair, that is a movie that actually does benefit from it. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Like that's its cultural relevance. Other than that, ain't nobody really checking for it like that. I agree. Even though they're supposed to be sequels. But, yeah, I think um, he's making like four yeah. of them. I think so, which is weird because they're over. It's over ten years old or almost ten years old. I'm like, plan um, just make one good one, start there, yeah. and maybe people want to see another one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Sorry. Got to I see. think Aquaman's gonna steal his thunder anyway. Oh, I think so too, and that's the thing too with like this whole superhero fatigue. Um, I I think it's kind of an excuse that they use to uh, to explain away you know bad results or re- results that weren't what they were anticipating. Um, and sometimes I think it's timing too. You know, like if you're going to release something the holiday weekend, I don't know if people. I mean, I guess you can look back historically. We're not going to do that because we're not going to fact check um, right now, <laughs> but. On holiday weekends, are people still seeing movies like that, um, especially in the summer months? Um, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, it does have a huge, has a huge um, impact on, you know, the box office. Because well, that's an extra well, day that that's an extra day that people will have typically off, and a lot of times mm-hmm. they're going to the movies if there's something big out that they want to see. Right, and that's the, the, I guess what I'm saying. Timing is, is is your movie like in in this instance solo? And I don't want to rag on it too much because I heard it's actually pretty good. Um, I heard it's not, it's not Rogue One, but I heard it's it's worth seeing. Um, at least from a couple people, I, I actually respect their opinions on movies. Solo, and uh, yeah, know. and I don't I don't know if it was just the timing or just the the fact that everyone <laughs> like everyone knows he got killed and that star wars movie so they're just like yeah i know how a story ends do i really care how it begins um i don't know but i i I don't think superhero fatigue big screen or the small screen i don't think that's a big thing i'm sure there's some analysts and stuff out there who will argue me down and talk about return on investment and all this other stuff um but as a moviegoer and tv watcher and stuff like that um, you could put out Luke Cage season three tomorrow and I would watch it. Um, so I don't think, I don't think it's a real thing. I really don't. Every yeah. time a movie doesn't do the numbers, you, you want to believe that it should, then people are crying superhero fatigue. I think the last time that it yeah. came up big was Deadpool because it didn't pass up the first movie. Oh, it's superhero fatigue, it's superhero fatigue. Bullcrap. Deadpool. Because Deadpool. after that... Infinity War came out and smashed everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of superhero fatigue makes it sound like it's all one thing. If you tell a good story, you're telling a good story. And mm-hmm. just because it's under the guise of superheroism, it's not it's not the same thing. Deadpool is not the same as Infinity War, is not the same as The Dark Knight, is not the same as Ant-Man. Right. Right. 
and each one of those is going to have its own. It's it not every one of those movies is going to make a billion dollars. No, and not every one of those movies should make a billion dollars because the people who want to see those movies, you know, it's going to vary. Right. So yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying. Um, you probably said it way better than I could. <laughs> but, I mean, but from a distance, I get it, right? Because it's all dudes in tights fighting some alien. So it, if you're not watching the movies or you're not invested in the characters, it may seem like it's all the same thing when it it really isn't. Right. And, you know, too, some characters just aren't that interesting. There is that. Um, and And... I don't think you can hang the superhero fatigue. You can accurately hang it around its neck of a character who's not interesting, like Jonah Hex. I mean, I don't even remember when that movie came out, but nobody saw it. The other part and that there's too, a reason. is who, who released that. Like, and, and at the time that Jonah Hex came out, too, it wasn't, um, it wasn't nearly as, I hate to say trendy, but... Um, it wasn't as big a thing at the time as it is now. Like the superhero film thing is um, is a viable career option for people who are really, really talented. Where before you could get some people, but you're not getting no A-listers for Jonah X. Right. Yeah. But now you got but even you know Academy Award winners regularly in in superhero movies. I agree. Um, but. At the same time, like if you released Jonah Hex to um, this year or next year, I can't see that being a box office release. I can see it being a, you know, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, whatever streaming service, you know, release or something like that. I can't see it having the big box office draw today that it would have, um, just because I mean, he's he's a character we're familiar with him. But if you ask 10 people out the street who Jonah Hex is, I don't think, and I could be wrong because I'm usually wrong. No, I think, I think um, on that one, you, you, you're right on point with it. It's not, yes. not a, a terribly well-known character. Even in, even in the nerd circles, I think you, you have to put some effort in to find people. Who, I mean, people may know the name, but not really know the character like that. So I, I think you, you're making a good point with that one. Right. And then to, um, so, I mean, I think too, that's the characters and like Han Solo, he's a interesting enough character, but I know there are people who are kind of turned off by the casting and things like that. So I, I, I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think it's character and timing related yes. and just your audience. So, and then too, you know, we're, we're still on the topics of movies and I, we're about an hour. So maybe let's do a couple more minutes or so and talk about, um, couple other things that were in the news recently right. like this i know you've been dying to uh, talk about this one and i, I really want to hear your opinions on it the standalone joker movie if you don't get that get out of my face <laughs> i don't have enough guttural bodily sounds to make to to show my displeasure with this yeah, what is what is going on at Warner Brothers? Like, what are they doing? Who's in charge there? Nobody. They hired a new <laughs> exec. Um, I know Jeff John it's stepped like an, down, but I think they're going like with a, like an Elseworlds approach. 
So you have your main DC universe and then you can have these standalone movies that don't exist within that. I think that's where they're going with it. I Okay, I, I get that. And I, I personally, I think there's an intern in charge at, at Warner Brothers. Sounds like um, Yeah, it's summertime, so, you know. Um, but uh, I, I see what you're saying about the, the standalone and the, or the, the, the separate universe from the main universe. And I, I get that release because that's kind of how it was with their animated releases versus the live action and all this other stuff um, back in the heyday of The Dark Knight. And, right. Um, Christopher Nolan. I don't know if that makes sense, though. Like, if you're doing two big screen Joker movies, oh, we're not talking about the Jared Leto one or Jared Leto, whatever, however you pronounce his name. Right. Uh, we're talking about there's another one coming out with Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> that one I would be oh, slightly God. more interested in because I think Joaquin Phoenix is talented. But in either case, I don't. I'm not here for a Joker standalone movie. Like, I do not want no. an origin story for this dude. He just needs to no. be crazy no. for no reason, and we don't really know why. Exactly. Don't explain away the madness. Right. This and, is not and, a sympathetic character. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, if they were gonna do it, do a Joker film, it it wouldn't even be like R. It'd have to be like NC-17. Right. Um, right. If they still make those movies, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I understand they want to explore different aspects of the universe, but at the same time, you guys got to focus on your main universe because outside of Wonder Woman, none of it has been well, well received. And if you're, if you're already, you know, doing these one offs and things like that, people are going to go and they may watch it. And they may see this jer- uh, this Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix and like, whoa, this was actually really good. Too bad he's not the real Joker or the Joker in the main universe because that one, that Jared Leto one, is not that great. Right. And oh, you know what? Since we're talking about the Joker, you know who I really miss? I miss Heath Ledger's Joker. He was really, you know. Right. Um. So I don't like. I mean, <laughs> if this, if they to right, be ahead, to sorry. be fair, I, I feel like the general public won't really know the difference. I mean, obviously they can tell the difference between Jared Leto and, and Joaquin Phoenix, but it would be confusing. It's yeah. like, what is yeah. going on here? And and not not really understanding, you know, oh, no, these are, you know, operating separate universes. And it. I think it would turn most people off, to be honest with you. Now, that's where your superhero no, I, fatigue may come in with stuff like that. I agree. I agree completely. It's almost like, um, even though I guess it worked with Justice League, with having the small screen flash and the big screen flash, um, I, I guess that kind of works. Those are two separate vehicles, but they're, but if you had a Flash movie based on the TV show and then the Justice League one, I think people would be like, wait, why isn't the T- this Flash the regular Flash, you know? I think even with As It Existed, you had a lot of people asking those questions. People who watched the Flash show and then they see Ezra Miller in a movie, like, and they were confused. This ain't the dude from a show and not understanding, you know, the differences there. Yeah. It's sometimes easy to forget that, too, because we, we, you know, live in, a, in, in this nerd bubble and we know what's happening and more people are beginning to know, but like my grandmother, my grandma don't know nothing about 
stuff. <laughs> and I, I use her as the example when hey, I watch think about mouth, the boy. average moviegoer. You know, somebody that's completely detached from popular culture in that way. And if I just right. presented her with these two things, she's going to look at me sideways like, okay, well, why do I have two movies about the same dude, but it's two different people? I don't want to watch this foolishness. Mm-hmm. Right. Where's my stories? <laughs> That's exactly what she would say. <laughs> she <laughs> slaps you across the face for even bringing it up. Right. No, I'm kidding. Your grandmother's super nice. Um, not, but I, I get what you're saying from the common person's perspective. Um, or the less in tune people. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see it as a turn off and I see it actually being more harmful than good. Yep. Um, like I said, if you want to explore the, the side stories of the Joker, you know, do a DVD release or Blu-ray release like they were doing with the animated films where, you know, it's a smaller market, I guess. And I guess it's it's directed at people who would understand what you're doing. But I, I think know. they're targeting a small small audience with it, though. I don't think it's going to be a big budget. And no, I think it was like 50 million or something or 25 million right. or something like that. And the, so. the Joaquin Phoenix one, I believe Martin Scorsese is supposed to be uh, he's attached. I don't think he's directing, but he may be producing. But if yeah. you want somebody for a crime drama like that's your man yeah that's that your, your man and uh we're probably gonna see leonardo dicaprio in it too then no, <gasps> i'm joking <laughs> i like leo leo's my guy i don't i don't want to see him anywhere near that <laughs> no you don't want to see him uh pick up the mantle of robin or or uh or leo, uh, Night- leo's Night- like 97 Night- years old <laughs> <laughs> so is uh so is affleck he's i think him and affleck are well, I guess Ben Affleck's like 48, so he must be, Leo must be like 41. But I mean, no, nah, he's got to be older than that. Who, Affleck Leo? Leo. He's got to be older than 41. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, that's that's Batman, though. You can be an older Batman. You can't be a grown Robin. That just doesn't work. No, that's why I said Nightwing. <laughs> Even Nightwing. 40-year-old Nightwing. Maybe he'll get an accounting job or something. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes and like he like punches somebody like my numbers don't tell right. eat my fist villain <laughs> dick grayson uh, hr, HR. Up. <laughs> right <laughs> like dick you gotta stop pummeling people <laughs> they will i won't stop till they know my vengeance um sorry guys we start getting punchy towards the end bees that way so yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah so i t- I don't know, any any other things to discuss before we um wrap it up or um if you haven't already go check out that Stranger Things um teaser. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, right. That was pretty was, funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I, w- I wish I was alive for the for the 80s. It seemed like it was such a good time. Everyone had such puffy hair. <laughs> I was alive, but I wasn't I wasn't kicking it like them Hawkins kids were. I actually well, had parental nah, supervision. Did you? <laughs> they don't know where their kids At are. It's all like, ever. I don't know if it was a real thing, but I've 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 heard that commercials like it's ten thirty. Do you know where your children are? And every parent in Hawkin is like, no, nah. I have kids. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know. The only person who was ever concerned about their children that you see for real was uh, uh, Mike's mother. That's it. 
Mike's I mean, mom, uh, yeah, yeah Mike's mom. Kid. Yeah. That's no, not Mike. Mom. Will's mom. Will's mom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, not Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike's parents. Did. They don't care. <laughs> Mike's parents were useless, which is uh, was actually addressed, which was great. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, check out the Stranger Things um, teaser. Also, too, you know, if you're a fan of the Uncharted uh, video game series, uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, the the guy from Firefly, he was in Castle, he was in uh, that kind of weird movie, Doctor Horrible Sing Along. Um, him and uh, Stephen Lang, who I want to call him a character actor, but he's not because he's been in some really good movies like um, Gettysburg, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, which I really enjoyed, Avatar, which we talked about earlier. He actually um, uh, he was trying to play Cable in Deadpool too. So Stephen Lang, Nathan Fillion, they did a fan film of Uncharted. It's on YouTube. It's about 15 minutes long, and it's really good. Um, I want to say it's a lot of fan service in it, but it's it's weird saying that about a fan film. So um, that's definitely but worth watching. It it yeah. The production value of it for it to be a fan film was pretty dope. It really was. Um, and I know I, I guess Nathan Fillion has kind of wanted to play that role for a long time. Even, you know, when 10 years ago or whenever they were talking about doing movies originally before he kind of got too old for it. But, right. um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. You know, it can make you make it seem like you could really see it on the big screen. Um, I mean, if ever there was a game that was ripe for theatrical release, it would be that one. Because you can you can kind of take Uncharted wherever you want it to in each. Literally, each game could be its own movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I guess each game kind of is its its own film, really. Because right. um, that was one of the ones I feel like kind of changed the adventure game genre. Um, well, I guess Tomb Raider 2 paved the way, but... Definitely. It, yeah, but it's definitely worth checking out, guys, so... Do yourself yeah, a favor. So. Yeah. Also, to end on a kind of funny note, I I saw this week. Um, I'm not a big redditor, but I did notice that there's a uh, oh yeah there's a <laughs> there's a subreddit, I guess of um, pro Thanos people, and recently half of those people got banned. So um, yeah, his his uh, snapper snap or whatever you want to call it is far reaching so i th- i thought that was, that was fun hilarious that and, and, and shout out to them for that kind of commitment for a bit mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it a funny thing is i guess one of the both of the russo brothers are part of it and one of them made it and one of them that's did hilarious it, so. <laughs> yeah definitely so you know so that's kind of like what's going on um things to check out let us know what you think about ant-man uh the trailer for Stranger Things. If you check out the Uncharted film, let us know. Let us know what you think, and um, uh, rate and review us um, on whatever you guys listen to that allows you to rate and review us. Go ahead and do five it. stars, we five stars, five it. stars. Yes, five stars only. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll we'll check them out too. So let us know what you think, and let us know what you how you think we're doing. And uh, you know, thanks for thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for checking out the views. Hanging out in class with us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. Until next time. Peace.